curious, like what you found in your studies, um, you know, a lot, I'm just speaking mainly about our audience, but are living in or around big cities. Yes. And there's just a lot of obvious sounds being in a city and then some not so obvious sounds. I'd love to talk about like what we can be aware of as humans and the sounds that could be affecting our mental, emotional and physical health. That's a great question. And I always start with, um, you know, focus first on the things that you can control, uh, you know, because I'm not trying to scare people out of like leaving their homes. And I, I, I'm just generally not a proponent of, of panic in general. <laughs> Same. Um, and so I don't want people to look at it as um, I'm sick uh, because I live in the city and I've got to get out as soon as possible. And so I say, well, first, let's just start with what do we have control over? Um, well, the thing that we have the most control over are the words that we say, right? And I think if anybody has ever been in an argument with a loved one or has walked into a room, um, you know, either with a, a boss or a colleague and have just been bombarded with negative words, you can attest to how powerful the experience is in the body and the mind when you are bombarded with negative sounds, negative speech. And so if we first just, you know, let's say we can't, we can't control the fact that we live next to, you know, a railroad track or that our neighbors have, um, you know, the loudest leaf blower on the block or, you know, that there's um, some, some other sound producing um, uh, machine or building in the area. Let's at least first just think about how are we impacting others through the sounds that we're making and how are we being impacted by others by the sounds that they are making and i have always found that when you become aware of your own speech and you alter that the people around you begin to communicate with you very differently so that i would say is is, is number one. First of all just look at the sounds you're making um and you know in the world and then secondly um a mantra practice can be done anywhere, you know, and uh, like sound baths can be created anywhere. And I'm a big believer that the immediate environment that you create, and this is consistent also with, um, you know, what the, what was written in the Vedic records as well as in the Siddha records, that the immediate environment that you create around yourself um, is more powerful than the external environment created by other people. And so just having a place in your home where you're either meditating regularly or chanting regularly, you're doing singing bowls or, or doing sound baths, that is more significant in terms of the impact it'll have on your, on your mind and body than any external influence can have. I think too, you know, when you're talking about um, sound and water and us being water, it was also um, Emoto's book on water, the study of water, that was really profound in seeing how much sound can change the shape and structure Absolutely. of water to make it, you know, more crystalline. So it's beautiful, like a snowflake or hexagonal in its natural state. And then understanding from there, if we're changing the structure of water, we are mostly water, then we are changing ourselves. Exactly. And you talk a lot about how it can actually change your cells and would that be because of the the cilium that you talked about with the antennas that restructure cells that's just uh, i mean we're we're only barely starting to understand the biology of sound and so that's just one of the discoveries part of the challenge with science is if you're not looking for something you're not going to find it 
right? And so it's as we start looking for these things, we start actually finding it. Um, and so that's just, you know, one of the things, but in, in ancient traditions, like in India, even today, um, at the end of every spiritual ceremony, there is a liquid given out called um, Tirtham. And Tirtham is the water that was present during the spiritual ceremony. And mm. then it's handed out to each person. And it's understood that that water has now been charged by the mantras that were chanted during the ceremony. And so you're getting um, a, you know, a, a direct um, experience on a physical level of the mantras the second that you drink that, uh, that Tirtham. And that comes from the ancient knowledge that water has this capacity to absorb sound in a very profound way. And so we are just barely starting to discover all of this. But when you look at, you know, the ancient records, even though many people today don't know why they do it, like they don't know why they're taking to tear them at the end, you know, of these spiritual ceremonies, um, there was at a time the people who, you know, we call them the rishis or the yogis who um, first had the direct experience of sound in this way, they had such a deep scientific knowledge of why they were performing these rituals. Mm. Wow. You've mentioned mantras a few times. So for anyone that doesn't know what a mantra is, could you explain and can yeah, we can we create our own mantras? Like what would that look like in our everyday? Oh, I love the question you asked. Um, so mantra, when it is translated, a man means mind and tra means through. So mantra literally translates into through the mind. So it's a tool or it's a technology to help you get through the mind. And I love your question of can we create our own mantras? Because that is something that has become very popular, like, you know, the Nike slogan, like, just do it, right? That that is my mantra is just do it. Well, those kinds of mantras that are human created are for the mind. So they don't get you past the mind. They help to condition the mind. But the goal of traditional mantras is to actually transcend mm. the mind. And so the traditional um, definition of a mantra is a a sound that was not created by a human being, but perceived by a human being in a certain state of consciousness. And that those sounds were actually sounds of nature that became audible, that are otherwise silent, but when you go into deep states of meditation, actually become audible. And then when these yogis, when these rishis then um, verbalized them, they were known as mantras. And some mantras are longer, but all of the longer mantras are always composed of what we call bija mantras. And bija mantras are seed mantras. And seed mantras is the core vibration. And so an entire mantra can still be summarized just by the bija mantra. Do you mind if I give you an example? Please. Okay. So um, at the center that my um, husband and I uh, run in India, every morning we start the day for all of the guests with a sound bath. And so he chants these uh, very ancient Tamil mantras. And Tamil is the oldest language um, on, on the planet. And so these are very, 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 very old mantras. And so everybody is lying down and he's chanting the mantras. So typically we do one mantra that is, it's a chakra meditation. I mentioned that um, in the book and it's for just clearing all of the chakras. And that's kind of our maintenance, like sound bath. That's something that we have everybody do. But then when the coronavirus came out, 
um, we searched um, for what were the mantras that were used to help um, reduce the spread of viral infections. And so the mantra that is used for that, I'm going to tell you the full mantra, and then I'll show you the bija mantra in it. So the full mantra is um, Om Krim Mahakali Sarvarogam Nasi Nasi. So I'll just chant it the way that we do in the class. So it's Om Krim Mahakali Sarvarogam Nasi Nasi. But the bija mantra in that is cream, K-R-E-E-M, cream. So if somebody doesn't want to chant the entire mantra, you still have the bija mantra cream that could be um, recited. Does that make sense? Yes. And you would see the same benefits? You would see the same benefits because the bija mantra actually holds the entire mantra. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.